This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey there. We at Blue Wire just wanted to take a second to thank you for listening to this podcast. We know everything outside is pretty scary and uncertain, but we're committed to helping you get through your day by talking about the sports and teams that you love most. If you're looking for more great podcasts to distract you, check out bluewirepods.com. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the podcast and stay safe. Blue Wire. Young Gunner. What's good, y'all? It's your boy and Wright, the host of Michigan State of Mind. As you know, uh, Big news that came down today, uh, David DeJulius is going to be transferring out of the program. Um, sucks. It sucks for the program. Uh, he's a great kid and um, wish him nothing but the best. Uh, he came in and had some great moments this year. At one point, you know, double-digit games in a row of just rattling off uh, great performances um, off the bench and just being that spark plug. Uh, he was the, he was the, you know, he, he won some games for us. Uh, you know, he was there when, you know, nobody else stepped up and, you know, make sure you send a bunch of love his way. Um, but you know, the point guard spot is going to be very, very crowded next year. You have, you know, Zeb Jackson coming in. Uh, you still have Eli Brooks is going to be the is going to be a senior. He can play uh, point if need be. Uh, Brandon Wade, Brandon Wade. Uh, people are not talking about him. People don't think he'll play. Um, I still think that he will be in the rotation um, in some shape or form. Uh, you have Wade, you have Brooks, you have Jackson, and then who knows if Josh Christopher comes. Uh, it's between Michigan and Arizona State pretty much. I was really convinced that Josh Christopher was going to be coming to to uh, Michigan for sure. Um, but, uh, you know, talking to uh, Hold Rabino the other day, you know, I'm, I don't, I, I seriously don't know anymore, man. Uh, I'm probably around 50-50 now. Uh, I would not be surprised if, if he goes either way. Uh, also, Bryce Aiken, Michigan is top four. Um, is top four for him. You know, that's the, Those are a lot of guards. Those are a lot of dudes who could 
uh, hand on the rock right away. And, um, you know, if Bryce Aiken comes, it's it's still going to be crowded. So, wish David nothing but the best. He had he had amazing he had amazing games. You know, you know he came out and you know despite despite you know not playing as much as a lot of fans thought he should have. Um, uh, you know he was a definite bright spot and a definite bright spot for Michigan's future as well too. So, you know, Dave is probably very easily, very easily, um, you know, Michigan sixth man of the year. He had an amazing, he had an amazing game against Maryland. Um, you know, dropped 20 points. You know, six for 10 from the field, three for six from three, five for five from the free throw line. Like, that is a really balanced game. Really, really balanced game. Uh you know, five free throws. That means that he's attacking, um, not jacking up bad shots. You know, three for six from three, three for four from two. You know, being, you know, a six-foot, very explosive guard. Um, whoever, you know, wherever he lands next year, uh, he's going to be an an amazing asset for them. Uh, I know he, he does have to sit out one and then play one. Um, but you know, he is, he is going to be a great asset and I misspoke earlier. I apologize. Um, he didn't have those many games in a row. He, um, he had at least, he had 13 games of scoring at least nine or more and, um, very, very impressive. One of, one of the best guards to come out of the state of Michigan, um, 2018 class and uh, just make sure that, you know, you wish nothing but the best for the kid. Um, great person. Uh, very enthusiastic. He was always one of the first ones up off the bench. Uh, he was always, he was always a team first player. Always a team first player. That's the main thing. And um, he put his heart and soul into it. I know you guys saw some of these interviews, uh, especially after Livers got hurt, where you know he was, you know, you know, visibly, and you could just see the hurt, the hurt for his teammate. And um, those are the guys that you know, you know, you want in the program. And losing him and losing him sucks because you know he is going out to do what was best for him. But in his time at Michigan, it was always the team first. Whatever that took, you know, whether he needed to come in, get some boards, some assists, or whether the team needed a spark to score, he could attack the game in so many different ways. Defensively, he was very very stout. You know, he challenged, you know, at times, I mean, he challenged Simpson for taking over his spot. I don't think that would have ever, ever, you know, happened due to the seniority. But, um, but I, losing program guys like that um, hurts Michigan long-term. Hurts Michigan long-term. 
And because one thing that this team needs is they need that continuity of guys who have been there for a while. Um, you know, yes, it is Juwan's team. It is Juwan's team. It's no longer Beeline's. At the same time, you still want the continuity from a winning program into the new program with Jawan. You still want those guys with that same winning mentality. You know, David came from a team who won, who won, you know, 30 games and underperformed. <laughs> 30 games, sweet 16, and still underperformed in a lot of people's eyes. Um, that's, that's the mentality that we need to keep going. You know what I mean? Like, that's why guys like, you know, who were, who were freshmen in 18, 19, like, need Brandon Johns around to, you know, so these younger guys can soak up that winning mentality. Um, big Custard. Having Custard around is huge for next year because, you know, he was around during the national championship game. He was in the program. He was in the program in that national championship game, he was in the program when Michigan won a Big Ten tournament. He was around. He was, I believe, he was around for both years, the back-to-back -back years. I'm not sure if he was on the plane though. Not sure if he was on the plane. So that was 17. That would have been his red shirt. 18 freshman, 19 sophomore. He was around during the plane crash year. Um, I'm not sure if he was on the plane because I'm not sure what the rules stipulated, and I'm not sure if Beeline took him, um, took him with, or they decided to drive to wherever. Um, they they wouldn't have drove right because they were in either New York or D.C., so they wouldn't have driven. I wonder if if he was on the plane. I don't know if he was or wasn't. Either way, either way, he was on that team. He is on. He was on two teams who have won Big Ten tournament championships, and that is a huge deal, man. Doesn't sound like a huge deal, but it most but it most definitely is. It most definitely is a very very big deal. And I've heard I've heard the murmurs. I've heard the murmurs about Isaiah Todd. Uh, I put nothing to it, and um, I kept hearing him, kept hearing him, kept hearing him, and then people kept saying the same exact thing. And uh, you know, they were saying how you know, you know, Todd may not come now, and he's doing this on social media and that on social media. Um, so before people want to just go over and just look at it. Um, so he's taken all the mission stuff off of his, off of his bio and he's not following anybody from Michigan. I'm, I don't know what his profile looked like prior. Uh, just know that now it is, uh, it doesn't, he's not following anyone now. I'm not sure if he was before, if he was, I mean, or was not, I mean, that's, you know, let me know, but, uh, but he has unfollowed everybody. If he was following them in the, in the first place, um, he's not following anybody from Michigan. So I'm not even sure what that means or what that entails. Um, 
really interesting last last few days here, man. You know, we have National Signing Day coming up in nine days. Today's April 6th. National Signing Day is going to be on the 15th. There is so much that, that, can, that can happen from here until then. You know, note that, you know, we're, you know, we're talking about like young, you know, young men, young men making some of the biggest decisions in their life. And that, that goes for, that goes for David DeJulius. That goes for, you know, Isaiah Todd. It goes for Josh Christopher. However they want to handle recruitment, however they want to handle this and that, that is 100% completely up to them. You know, it is it is so it is such a stressful time. It is such a stressful time. So stressful. I mean I mean, I'm you know, you're looking at it's almost like moving it's, it's it's almost like moving from one city to a totally different city moving there new school new people and in Todd and Christopher's case this decision is going to help or hurt your chances in the NBA draft coming up now I'm going to say chances um because you can, I mean, like look at look at dude that went to Michigan State. Deontay Davis was an All-American, high-rated player. He got invited to the NBA Draft Green Room. That pretty much means that you're going to be taken in the first round. He didn't go until the second round. He's already out of the league. He did make a few million, you no know, good for him, but he's already out of the league. There are a lot of stories like that out there. And I'm not saying that to pick on Michigan State. I'm not, I'm just saying that because it's very it's something that has happened very, very recently. Look at GR3 a few years ago. GR3 should have left after his freshman year. He would have been probably like mid-late first round pick. Because he came back for his sophomore year, he dropped to the second round. Look at a guy like Mello Trimble. Mello Trimble at Maryland, he would have been picked in the first round or close to it if he had left after his first year. Easily. Easily. And look at Marcus Page from uh, North Carolina. If he had left after his first year, he would have been picked. I don't believe either one I, I really don't believe either one, neither one has signed with an NBA team for at least one year. For at least one year. I have to check Marcus Page right quick because I don't know off the top of my head. Um, a lot of this stuff I have to look up. But Marcus Page was picked 55th overall in the second round. Um, he played... He played He played 1 year with the Hornets. He played 5 games. I I I knew I knew it was 5. 
I totally messed up. He played five games in the NBA. Melo Trimble, I don't think, has played any games in the league. Um, but those stories, those stories are still are still around. And Josh Christopher and Isaiah Todd, they think about this stuff. They're like, who is going to give me the best chance to get to the league in the best situation? Like, who is going to prepare me the most? And a lot of times, the team that drafts you has a huge impact on whether you stay in the league or not. You see what Duncan Robinson's doing? Duncan Robinson, look it up. Duncan Robinson is top five all time in three-point percentage in NBA history. I believe he's number four. I believe he's number four, and he is number two active players. Um, NBA history. I believe Steve Kerr is number one. He's number four all time. NBA, ABA, all that. Number four all time. And I won, and he was not given that. You know, he came in and he had to sign like this little contract. And then he had to outperform it, and he did. And then they gave him another little one, and he's going to outperform that. And he is going to, and he, he, when his next contract hits, it's going to be juicy. It is going to be juicy. Six, seven, six, eight, two, ten. Dead eye shooter who could also put the put the ball on the on the uh, deck. They needed him in Miami, and they needed him to play right away. And he took full advantage of that. What would have happened if he was drafted to a place that would have not used him correctly? I 100% believe 75% of the NBA, 75% of the NBA's players, they need the right fit in order to in order to make it in the league. I think 20 to 25% of the league, I think they will be great on no matter what team they're on. Ben Simmons doesn't matter. LeBron James doesn't matter. Kimball Walker doesn't matter. Russell Westbrook, James Harden, Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, doesn't matter. But there's some dudes out there where they would not thrive like that. And they got into the right situation where if they're up for the draft, there's, what, 30 teams in the league? They need seven. They need one of those seven teams of the 30 to draft them to have a nice career. But I think if the other 23 decides to draft him, you go from a 12 to 15 year career down to the league average, which is around like four or five years, like five, around five. That's what Christopher and that's what Todd and Christopher are going through, man. They're thinking about all this stuff. You know, where can I go to showcase Josh Christopher, if he goes to Michigan, I believe he'll have he will get less shots one, but two, he'll be able to 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 do his thing. He'll be able to be himself a lot better because you cannot 
throw double teams at a dude who was surrounded by so much talent. You go to Arizona State, you'll get up more shots. You'll be more inefficient, but you'll get up more shots. But teams will throw two defenders your way and shade you with a third. You know, are you, are you going to be able to do your thing under those circumstances on the West? I know this is a little bit of East Coast bias, but it is a thing. It is a thing. Brands that go out West aren't as big as the ones that are out East. I mean, think about that. I mean, that's why they say Pac-12 after dark. Some of the greatest football games happen at like midnight (laughs) or like one o'clock. They happen so late. They happen so late. And I've tried to stay up. They happen so late. Like, how can you really increase your brand when half the country is dead asleep whenever you're playing? Look at Zion. Zion Williamson. He goes to Duke. He's playing no later than games start at 9 o'clock. Usually games are either 7 or 9. Everyone's awake all over the country. What if he went to like UCLA? What if he what if he went to UCLA where your game is starting at like at like midnight East Coast time or like eleven o'clock East Coast time? I mean that's just that's just that's just bad, man. He would still be great. He would still be great. But what would his brand look like, I wonder? A lot of his brand was built because when he played, everybody was up and everyone wanted to watch him. And you know, he 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 had had his own ESPN thing, but you could build your brand a lot better central time zone and eastern time zone. 100%. Easily. Easily. There are so many dudes in the pack, like nobody even know this knows this, but the okay. So you have Lamelo Ball is supposed to be like a high draft pick this year. People, a lot of like casual people don't know that one of his boys from Chino Hills, I believe he went to USC, is going to be also a high draft pick. And nobody knows about him. Nobody knows about him in the casual world. But in the casual world, everyone knows about LaMelo. And he didn't even play this past year. And that's only because LaVar, marketing, you have your own show on Facebook. Um, You're always in the news. That's the only reason why, man. It's the only reason why. I have people telling me that you don't even know, you know, they never heard of people going over, over, you know, overseas for a year. I mean, did, you know, <laughs> okay. Brandon Jennings, does, does that ring a bell at all whatsoever? Does Emmanuel Moutier ring a bell? Mitchell Robinson ring a bell? I mean, all these dudes played overseas for a year before wanting to come over. 
and play in the NBA. I just think it'll just help Christopher's brand being I, I I'm saying it's an East Coast thing because Michigan is Eastern Standard Time. So everything they do is by EST. I just think it'll be better for his brand overall and better for him. And it'll prepare him better. It'll prepare him way better for the NBA. Way better for the NBA. Being away from home, but they can still access all of your games because every single one is nationally televised. Every single one. While doing the right things for your brand. And you're in a central location. Who knows what's going to happen with this COVID-19 thing? Who knows? But you'll be in a, in a central location. It'll be a lot easier for scouts to come to Michigan from both coasts. From both coasts. Than if you stay out west. That's just me. That's just me. And... Um, I'm pretty sure his camp is going over all these things too. It is enticing playing with playing with your older brother. That isn't that is very enticing, but I just think preparation factor. Uh, nothing beats going going uh, East Coast. Honestly, honestly, and then Isaiah Todd. I'm not sure what's happening there, man. Not sure what's happening there. I'm not sure if you know all this stuff being written, if it's all this stuff about his bio. Like, I'm not sure if he's going through um, just something that's just you know happening in his life. So people have to res- res- respect that as one. But two, um, you know, give these guys space. Just give them space, man. Just give them space, and. You know, there's enough losers and bums DMing him, acting like other fan bases. And there's too many Michigan fans and, you know, too many people are just meh, 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 meh. It's like, like, dude, chill out. Chill out. Stop being annoying. Chill out. Calm down. Just wait till everything comes into fruition. Just relax. Um, but, yeah, David DeJulius, gone. But um, wish him nothing but the best. Wish him nothing but the best um, because he was a teammate first player at Michigan. And, you know, wherever he lands, man, I hope he kills it. He averaged seven off the bench this year um, in just under 21 minutes. And those minutes fluctuated up and down throughout the year. And uh, um, I'm going to miss that dude. I just hope this winning continuity, this stays, stays, you know, I just hope that it stays. And Brandon Johns keeps preaching it. And Big Custer keeps, keeps preach, preaching it. Um, and keeps that, and keeps that mentality going. Because once that mentality leaves, you basically have to start all over to get that type of feeling again. Um, wash your hands. Stay safe. I appreciate you guys listening in to this emergency pod um, due to this due to this information that uh, came out today. But I will talk to y'all soon.